Support for Kansas City Today comes from Cleveland University, Kansas City. From its roots as a chiropractic college to new degree programs in health sciences, CUKC is educating healthcare professionals focused on next-level health. Learn more at cleveland.edu slash impact. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia-Dean. Today is Wednesday, September 7th. Coming up, we'll hear from the Republican candidate running to represent Johnson County and part of Wyandotte County in Congress. But first, some headlines. Kansas City is seeking proposals to build its own municipal jail because the city can't come to an agreement with Jackson County to house inmates in the county's new jail. The county plans to break ground today on a $260 million facility located near U.S. Highway 40 and Manchester Trafficway. It'll house about 1,200 people. City Manager Brian Platt says it could cost between $50 and $60 million for Kansas City to build its own jail. We've done some research that suggests that we can do something that's potentially more cost effective than the numbers we've seen coming out of the Jackson County plan. Jackson County severed its jail contract with Kansas City in 2019. The city currently sends inmates to Vernon and Johnson counties in Missouri. Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft has filed a brief in a U.S. Supreme Court case supporting a dubious legal theory that could radically change federal election outcomes. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. Ashcroft's brief supports North Carolina Republicans who are asking the Supreme Court to restore a congressional map that North Carolina's Supreme Court had rejected as partisan gerrymandering. They argue the court had no authority to reject the map under a once-fringe theory known as the Independent State Legislature Doctrine. According to the liberal-leaning Brennan Center for Justice, the theory is a reading of the Constitution that gives state legislatures wide authority to gerrymander electoral maps and pass voter suppression laws. Proponents say that state legislatures have exclusive and near-absolute power to regulate federal elections, and state courts have no power to stop them. Former Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed will enter a guilty plea next Monday to a charge stemming from a car crash that left a five-year-old girl with a traumatic brain injury. Reed, son of Chiefs coach Andy Reed, was facing a felony charge of drunk driving after he left the Truman Sports Complex on February 4, 2021, and crashed his Dodge Ram truck into a disabled car on the ramp of I-435. The girl, Ariel Young, was a passenger in the car. Last November, the Chiefs reached a settlement with Young's family that will provide her with lifelong medical care. The Chiefs placed Britt Reed on administrative leave after the crash. Following their loss in Super Bowl 55, they did not sign him to a new contract. Now that the 3rd Congressional District of Kansas was redrawn to make it more competitive for Republicans, U.S. House of Representatives candidate Amanda Adkins sees 2022 as her year to defeat incumbent Democrat Representative Sharice Davids. Adkins, a Cerner Corporation executive, spoke to KCUR's Brian Ellison about the biggest issues affecting voters this year. I find when I'm out uh, in the third congressional district talking to voters that there really are two key issues that are top of mind for people. Um, First, in general, the economy and inflation is the first thing always cited by people. Uh, And the reason is at 8.5 percent, an average household in the third congressional district right now, um, they're suffering. They're paying roughly an extra six thousand dollars per year for the just cost of goods and services. 
So that's a really big problem for people. In addition to that, I was down at the southern border in Texas, uh, and I, I hear from people a lot that they're very worried about border security, national security, um, and the implications for c- crime and drugs coming into this community. So that's the second thing that comes up consistently. Let me come back to the economy, but ask you about this trip to McAllen, Texas. Uh, in a in a season when economic issues are so top of mind for so many people, and, and maybe other issues like abortion, what are you hoping to say to voters with a visit to the border right now? Well, I went down there because there are many people in the district who have told me that they understand that uh, crime in the district, usually there is always an underlying drug issue that they know that drugs are coming across the southern border straight up I-35 and into our community. Uh, So they're worried about it in general. In addition, a lot of people, and especially parents, are very worried about um, the increase in fentanyl, specifically in this country. Um, And I think they're really in tune because people, people know that overdose rates in the state of Kansas have gone up something like 54% here over the course of the last year. And so, you know, for a parent uh, with teenagers, I have teenagers, all it takes is one time for a, a young person to make the wrong decision and they're gone. And so it's a very sensitive issue for a lot of people and people who live in this district, they care about high quality of life. Part of high quality of life is living in a safe and secure community. So the drug flow is top of mind. Let me ask you about uh, your economic plan. You say that's the number one issue uh, that you think should decide this race in the minds of voters. If you become part of a Republican majority in the House of Representatives, as I know the GOP hopes to do, what legislation would you advance? What would be different uh, a year from now? Well, in answering that, Brian, let's talk about uh, some of the causes of inflation in this country. Uh, Even liberal left-wing economists, people like uh, Larry Summers and others, uh, had told President Biden and and leaders like Sharice Davids that too much reckless federal spending would contribute to inflation. And one of the big starting points was the American Rescue Plan in the spring of 2021. Sharice Davids voted for it. Uh, they were they were given advance warning that it would contribute to inflation. And you see where we're at today, which is um, six thousand dollars per household in extra cost for goods and services, which is a lot of money for most families. Uh, my commitment to the people in the third congressional district always is is limited government. Um, I commit to reducing the deficit. The Republican Study Committee has a plan to completely reduce the deficit within five years. I absolutely support that I would be a member of the Republican Study Committee. Uh, I also think that I, you know, we need to commit to the American people getting to a balanced budget in general in this country. We haven't seen a surplus since I think it's something like 2001 is the last time. And, um, you know, so there's a there is a real commitment to limited government. And I, I, know, I know that resonates with people, people here in this district. So so to get to a, a balanced, a more balanced budget, you have to cut spending on something. You mentioned the American Rescue Plan, but that's that's now in the past. What would you not, right. not spend money on that that we're spending money on now? There have been uh, a lot of dollars spent on things like infrastructure, but those are very popular. What would you cut? Sure. Well, first of all, uh, the commitment that I make is I believe strongly that the federal government should be focusing and investing in areas that are um, enumerated in the Constitution as being a core responsibility of government. Obviously, national security, um, the military, our national defense being one of the most important areas. Um, The Republican Study Committee plan included, you know, cuts on all sides. Um, One of the things is an example that they pointed to on the discretionary side 
Um, there are a whole bunch of new regulations that have been uh, introduced in the part of the Biden administration that um, could be rolled back that would contribute significantly to cutting overall government expense. Like what? Um, in addition, in it, well, I mean, actually, I'll give you, and I'll give you a, 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 a near a recent example of something that was recently passed that I can assure you was very un, has been very unpopular here in um, the third congressional district. The so-called Inflation Reduction Act um, has in it additional a lot of additional and new funding for the IRS. I will tell you that people in this district, when they hear that there are going to be and i know the number that gets cited is eighty-seven thousand. a lot more irs agents who were hired in this in this country um the the immediate reaction of people is i'm going to be audited um and it's not it's not going to just be the wealthy who are audited uh you and your listeners may be well aware that people who have an average annual salary of twenty twenty five thousand dollars are five times more likely today to be audited by the irs so those are the types of things that people here do not support. And I got to tell you here, I'm going to go back to my trip down to Texas. Um, so people see that. And yet I'm here, I'm talking with border agents who feel like they're overrun and unsupported. And they're standing right there on the fl- front lines trying to protect this country. And so the question that I get is why spend money on that? And why are we not spending money on on border security um, and hiring more uh, border agents. I mean, those are the kinds of decisions that need to be made differently. Um, and in the meantime, people in this country are considerably worried. Uh, they're worried about the trajectory in general, and they think that you know they want a leader who's a problem solver, and I am that leader. Another topic that's been very much on the minds of a lot of Kansas voters is abortion and abortion rights. Uh, your opponent, Representative Sharice Davids, has been talking about her support for abortion rights, especially since last month's vote in Kansas. Uh, you have identified as, quote, very pro-life. Uh, my question is, should voters in Kansas, the majority of whom say they support abortion rights, be taking that into account when they cast their ballot in this election? I, I am, Brian, I am a pro-life candidate. Uh, we also at this point are, we're in a very different time period with the Dobbs decision that was made by the U.S. Supreme Court to to um, give decision-making related to, to abortion and abortion policy back to the states. Um, that decision has been made. Um, from my perspective, it is, it is no longer a federal issue. Um, for that reason, I have shared publicly that um, I would not be in support of a a congressional ban on abortion. I think the decision na- making needs to happen here at the state level um, and by people. And we, you know, we already have visited that issue here in our primary. Um, and most people, again, most people that I talk to, uh, that is not the issue that comes up. What comes up is our issues related to daily experience, family suffering, um, inflate the inflation rate, concerns about security, um, and in general, the future of the of the country. So it, it isn't a federal issue now, but it could be. I mean, there could be a proposal in Congress, as you said, to 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 ban abortion at the federal level, but there could also be an, a proposal to protect abortion rights at the federal level. Uh, is it right to assume you would oppose that as well? This is, this is now a state level issue. Um, it is a state level issue that decision making is returned to the states with the Dobbs decision um, and Kansas agree or disagree, at least for the moment, has has already spoken on the issue. Do you believe that President Biden was legitimately elected in 2020? I do. But I you know, I can only speak to my experience here in, in the state of Kansas. I think the state of Kansas has 
a very strong election system and strong um, election laws. We have a good um, system of checks and balances to make sure that we know who's voting and that they only vote one time. So I, you know, at least in our own state, the from my perspective, the incidence of fraud is very, very low. Uh, and I'm focused on this election cycle. I think a lot of people still want to talk about 2020. I'm focused on winning in 2022. And in that sense, it, it, that does sort of put you at odds with a lot of your party and, and some of the leadership of your party who who have been focused on 2020, or your, your position on abortion, uh, saying you're not going to worry about this at the federal level. Um, are, do you feel like you are in line with the, the current leadership and direction of the National Republican Party, or will you be kind of doing something different? I, I have had, Brian, the... Um I've been uh, I've worked very hard in this election cycle. And as a direct result of that, uh, I have the support of a lot of national leaders, you know, everyone from uh, hopefully the future speaker, Kevin McCarthy, to people like uh, former ambassador Nikki Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo. uh, It's quite a wide range of national leaders um, who have had my back in this election cycle. Um, and when I speak with these leaders, when I talk with other fellow candidates around the country, I, I will tell you and your listeners that it is the economy that everybody is talking about. It is the future of the country. It is concern about government being too involved in our daily lives. Um, it is safety. It is security. Those are the issues that that when I talk with other candidates and when I talk with leaders of the Republican Party, that's what we're talking about. I don't hear you mentioning President Trump. President, well, President Trump is is no longer president and we're moving forward. And I'm focused on the voters in the third congressional district right now. That's my number one priority is to understand the needs and be a problem solver for this community. That was KCUR's Brian Ellison and Republican Amanda Adkins running to represent the third congressional district of Kansas. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more election coverage and local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. Tomorrow, we'll hear from Representative Sharice Davids, the Democratic candidate running for re-election in the 3rd District of Kansas. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.